please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. We say those things a lot, but I think if we really sat down and thought about them, we would begin to realize what a tall order that is. In fact, the same is true of this whole Sermon on the Mount that we are working through as we approach Lent. Last week, we heard from Jesus the Beatitudes, those world-turned-upside-down qualifications for blessedness. And they're beautiful, gentle statements. They show us how wide open God's heart is for the lowly and the suffering in the world. But they also don't give us the first clue of how to become those things. And it seems to me the problem is you can only be those things accidentally or unconsciously. The minute you say, well, today I'm going to be poor in spirit, or, gee, aren't I hungering and thirsting after righteousness real good? Well, then you've blown the whole operation. And today Jesus tells us that us, little old us, have to season and preserve and enlighten the whole world. I mean, come on. I generally fail miserably at just keeping myself salted and lighting up my own little bushel basket. How can I possibly be expected to do that for anyone, let alone everyone else? And it gets worse. Before today's lesson is over, he tells us we must always keep even the very least of the commandments, that our righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the ultra-righteous scribes and Pharisees, and that wherever we go, whenever people see us, they should, because of the things we do, automatically give glory to God just because we've entered the room. And that's not all. We've got several more weeks of this Sermon on the Mount to go through. Jesus is going to go on to explain to us, in case we thought behavior management would be enough, that thinking about sinning is just as bad as actually doing the sinning. And that trying to be righteous usually ends up in unrighteousness. And that, oh, by the way, we also have to love our enemies no matter what they do to us. We can never worry no matter what happens to us. We must always trust God no matter how distant He might seem. We can never judge anyone else until we've cleared up the very last speck of our own problems. And we must always and only bear good fruit. And then to close it all off, he tells us, if we manage to do all of that, if we prophesy in his name and cast out demons in his name and work miracles in his name and come expecting credit for any of that, well, we're sure to find ourselves left out in the cold on Judgment Day. Now, we love this sermon, these several pages of red words in our Bible. And for good reason, they're beautiful words, and they're dripping with God's love, and they show us a picture of the world how we would long for it to be. But I think that causes us to be distracted 
from the colossal burden this sermon just plops down in front of us and expects us to bear. The climactic statement of the whole thing, the thesis statement, the one sentence that sums up the whole Sermon on the Mount is chapter 5, verse 48. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be perfect. As perfect as God is. I mean, it seems to defy everything we know about ourselves and about human nature. Imperfection is baked right into us. Nobody's perfect is about as axiomatic as it comes. Unless we're totally insane, we all know that we can't even be nearly perfect human beings. But here is Jesus telling us that we must be divinely perfect as well. Now, it's no mistake that Matthew sets this telling of the sermon on a mount. Jesus surely gave this sermon several times in many places. But Matthew chooses the mount as a literary device because he wants to remind us of a different mount, Sinai, where God gave the law to Moses. He is casting Jesus here as the new and better lawgiver, the greater Moses, giving the same law, but this time boiled down to its essentials, which really make it clear how ratcheted up the demands are. Now we can miss that because Jesus is not nearly as scary as the firestorm of God's presence that speaks to Moses on Sinai. And the law he gives us seems so deceptively simple. There's no complicated dietary restrictions or purity codes or holy days to keep or tabernacles to build or draconian punishments for seemingly small infractions or blood-soaked sacrifices we have to make or rigid hierarchies of spiritual power we have to maintain. No, Jesus' law just pretty much comes down to one thing. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Simple, but that one thing might just send us back to reconsider the law of Moses. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a demand for God-like perfection. So what are we to do? Return to Moses? Just give up? Do our best and hope everything works out? Well, I think if we do any of those things, or really anything we might dream up, we'll all come back around to the same conclusion. And it's the conclusion that's implicit in Jesus' sermon the whole time. We can't do it. We can't keep this law. We will never be enough. We can't begin to approach God's perfection. God's standard is based on God's own self. And so it will always go infinitely beyond even our most heroic efforts. And there's no way around it. No way to go under or over or circumvent the law. It's there. It's here to stay. Whether as Moses expressed it or as Jesus retold it. 
the law remains, even after everything that was and is and will be passes away. Every pen stroke of the law remains because the law is the picture of God's holiness. Granted, a much clearer picture, I think, in the Sermon on the Mount than in the law of Moses. And granted, God is more than just His holiness. But without His holiness, without the law, God would not be God. And so the law cannot be abolished. But it can be fulfilled. The standard can be met, just not by us. It can be met by the one who was sent to meet it. The one who is himself the image of not just God's holiness, but the image of everything that is God. The one who could live up to God's perfect standard because he is himself perfectly God. And more than that, the one who can live up to the standard on our behalf because he is also himself perfectly human. And so we are all summed up in him. All of us are there. And so whatever he does, as far as God is concerned, is credited to us. So we need not worry about keeping the law, about meeting the standard, about attaining perfection. We need only trust the one who has done it for us. Jesus, who has accomplished everything that needed to be done to remove the barrier which the law creates between us and his Father. Not by deleting the law, but by completing it and doing so for us. Now, <coughs> trying to live up to the words on the Sermon on the Mount is a worthy pursuit. Doing so makes us more like Jesus in some small way. <coughs> Excuse me. Sophia, you might have to take over. <coughs> Doing so makes us more like Jesus in some small way, but we must not mistake that for a path to perfection, much less a path to salvation. That's just Jesus. We can't even expect it to be the path for how we will be salt and light in the world. Because it does actually turn out, once we understand things differently, that being salt and light might actually be within our meager grasp. Because we do not have to use our own strength to season the earth. <coughs> and it isn't with our own words of lofty wisdom that we enlighten the world, but with Christ. And so we must simply come precisely as who and what we are, bringing nothing but weakness and fear and much trembling to offer, because it's when we stop offering ourselves and start like St. Paul to offer the one thing he resolved to know among us that finally the world and us too will be able to see what they most need, what no eye has seen 
nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived. What God has prepared for those who love him, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.